Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today we're going to talk about game one of the Stanley Cup finals. It hasn't it has not started yet. We're just going to talk about the matchup. We're going to talk about uh, essentially Tampa Bay just storming back and uh, winning four games in a row. This isn't the first time that they've they've done that. And let's talk about some Blackhawks rumors. So, Matt, can you believe that Tampa came back down 2-0 to win 4-2? Yep, I can believe it because they're experienced. They've done it before. Uh, they have the best goalie in the world, and they never lost hope in anything, and they just kept at it. I, I think John Cooper said they're lost in Game 2. They got their legs back after that long kind of that break they had after the sweep. And uh, they stuck with it, and I thought the Rangers had a chance to put a dagger in them game three, and they didn't, and they just kind of poked the bear a little bit, saying uh, the Rangers fans saying that Shesterkin is better, Igor is better, and since they said that, uh, Vasilevsky went 4-0. So I think that uh, Tampa's on a really, they're on a, a roll right now, and I think they could win three in a row. It's cups. Um, I would when I was watching John Cooper, uh, which I think it was game two, post-game conference, dude, guy wasn't nervous at all. No. He was just like, whatever, you know. He was happy, actually. He yeah. said, we got our legs back, and you know what? We just didn't get the win. We did everything right. They were just better than us tonight. Yeah. That's a, that's a, it's a good message for your team that gives them, you know, some uh, confidence going into game three, and they, they played well. Yeah. So... I'm How pretty, about Stamp Coast, buddy? You know what, um, Stevie Y Jr. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't oh, go there man, at all. He, a dude. lot of comparisons going on. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Because dude, Steve Eiserman, Steve Eiserman didn't have uh, didn't have injury issues like like Stamkos does. Well, even when Stevie Y did have injuries, he would play through them. <laughs> like he, there was a video of him playing with one leg, pretty much, and right. he's scoring goals. It's just the guy was an ultimate leader. But I thought Stamkos Game Six, man, I don't know what it was, but he reminded me of Stevie Y. The way he played, he had a lot of heart. I think he went right to the box, came yeah. out and scored. Man, that's just clutch, man. And he, he's he's been a good leader, underrated. On this team, you know, he's not uh, getting as much praise as Cooch and I don't, I don't Edmund, Vasilevsky, Point. He, he's, you know, he's still a great player, and he, he showed up, man, and they followed him. He's a good player that plays on a really great team, is what he is. And he just happens to have the C on his chest. Uh, Stamkos was an elite scorer at one point, and he hasn't been that in, in quite a while. He, he put 40 up, dude. This, this year? year? I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, look he that had up. a I'm great curious. season. I, I'm getting on it right now. He, uh, I know he he's got 400 goals in his career. He's definitely got a very wicked shot. Yeah, he scored. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 42 goals this year. 64 assists. 106 points plus 24. All right, let's see here. He's at yep. 481, brother. Goals okay. and 491 assists in. 972 points in 922 games. He has been a very good player. 42, 17, 29, 45, 27, 9, 36, 43, 25, 29, 60. So, yeah, that was his best year. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's been, um, he's been a good player, but I don't think that he's 
you know, when I think of Stamkos, I think of that one year when he scored 60 goals. Um, the year before that, he had 45, then he had 51. So that was the trend yeah. at that one point. And then after that, let's look peak. at yeah. let's look at games played. 48, 37. He had an 82 in there. A 77, 17, 78, 82, 57, 38. And this year he bounced back had a at a healthy year, 81 games. That's probably it for this guy. I highly, highly doubt that he plays over 75, 75 games for the rest of his career. Well, after the, after this run, if it goes seven, I'm sure he's going to take a couple years off his life because it's the <laughs> right. Stanley Cups, man. I mean, oh, yeah. Taves, you know, I mean. This, yeah, exactly. I think he's very underrated, Stamkos. I, th- I thought he had a great game that game six and uh, showed great leadership. And even the players, his teammates were praising him. He, you know, you don't think of Stamkos when you think of the Lightning. Who's the first guy you think? I think of Vasilevsky, Victor Hedman, and... And then you forget, oh, yeah, Stamkos, man. He's still, I'll be, he's still a good player. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. The first person, whenever you say Tampa Bay Lightning, the first thing I think of is Vinny LeCavier. And then the really? second thing, I, I, yeah, the, second, Louis? the yeah. second thing I think of is Martin St. Louis. <laughs> and then after that, I think of uh, Steven Stamkos. Okay. I, I, I yeah. think of Brad Richards, Hobby Bullen, no. St. Louis, LeCavier, uh Dave Anderchuk, he he was the first captain to hoist. Yeah, yeah, and he then was. I, I think of Cooch and Stammer and you know Vasilevsky. Obviously, he's the best in the world right now. He's in his zone too. He right is. Now. He's not even on this planet right now, bro. No, it's it's so awesome to watch, man. I I love when goalies take over. Probably Hedman too. I think it's Stamkos then Hedman. Well, did you see that hit that uh, Lafreniere threw on uh, Hedman no. game six? So it was a dirty hit, and there was no penalty on the play. There was no fine. It was a direct shot to the head, elbow to the head, kind of like a blindside hit. And uh, Hedman went to the—he had to go to the black room for the uh, concussion test, and I don't know if he came back, but I'm surprised there was no punishment with that because they're really cracking down on all these hits and throwing out fines like crazy this year. Right. I hope Hedman's okay. Before I go any further and I hit my next point, I got to let everybody know that this podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. And I'll tell you what, man, these guys have great products and they're great guys to work with. They have this thing called the Weed Whacker. And essentially what it is, is it takes care of your, uh, you know, like your nose hairs and your your ears hairs, which would I know a lot of hockey savages out there have it and it needs to be taken care of. Do us a favor. Use our code SHYTOMAHAWK and get yourself one of these Weed Whackers to take care of that because uh, it's unsightly and you want to be one of those dudes walking around with a force coming out of your ears. And not to mention some of their other products that take care of the undercarriage carriage if you know what i mean be be a little considerate you know to your your lady friend you know your your wife or your 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 uh your significant other or what have you and uh make sure that you trim everything up down there and and, and get everything uh, taken care of they've even got ball deodorant which is something that i've never heard of before which i thought was absolutely hilarious but they have it and you know what it's actually pretty cool it works and one of their kits they have what comes with the shaver it comes with the you know, the ear weed whacker and it comes with a pair of boxers that are pretty awesome. I used them to uh, to run in a couple of days ago and and they actually worked out pretty well. So do us a favor. Check out Manscaped. They're awesome. Products are awesome. I 
they, they, they shipped it to me. I'm going to let you guys know. And I tried it out. It was something that I was actually looking to buy myself, but I didn't. They sent it to me. It's awesome. Um, I'm going to keep on using it and I'm going to let you guys know how my, uh, <laughs> how my Manscaped journey goes. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, you know, something that I, I did want to say about, say about Stamkos, and it's something that isn't necessarily talked about a lot, is that he's, he's actually pretty reliable um, at the faceoff dot. Typically, when I see him, he's usually doing pretty well there. Normally, you know, when you think of scorers, you think of, you know, guys just putting, putting points up. But he's actually really good with the possession game um, as well. And to be honest with you, I think he's an underrated passer. Yeah, I think he is too. And you know what? He's got great line mates. He's had great line mates since year one he started. He, yeah, he has. He started off with St. Louis, and I believe St. Louis really helped his career get even better. He's just just that great of a hockey player, hockey-minded guy. Now we obviously see him coaching with the Habs and stuff. But, I mean, then he's you know he's had Braden Point. He's had Kucherov. He's had guys come up and down with him and... You know, he's he's 20 goals. I'm sorry, 19 goals away from 500, man. That's an elite club. And yeah, that's pretty to good. To be honest, he's 32 years old. I mean, yeah. there's a chance. Like, he could even get to 600, like, Stevie Y status. Uh, so, and yeah. this is a Stevie Y draft pick, don't, don't forget. It's, it's kind of cool that he, this is Stevie Y's team. He would, have to be, he would have to be healthy the rest of his career to hit 600. Well, I mean, if he keeps putting up 40s, yeah. even 30s, it, it can happen. He's got a couple years left. I mean, 32 is that's pretty young, man. Mm. I mean, a lot of these guys play, these good guys. It's Like you said, it depends on his health. Yeah. But the way he's been shooting the puck, I could see him getting close to 600. I just don't see him as, you know, staying healthy. That's it. You know, I mean, look at this one year. He played 82 games, 2014, 2015. Had yeah. 72 points. He was a plus minus two. <laughs> a plus two. And he put up okay. 70 points. In 2015. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah, that Brutal. was the year they made it to the final, right? Or yeah. is that the year after? Um, the I Hawks, think that, that was Oh, no, no, no. It Hawks. was the year after. 2015, 2016. Oh, gotcha. wait, no, no. 2014, 2015 is when we played them and we beat them. Well, they, they've been elite since they yeah. made the final. I mean, they were they got a lesson from the Hawks. Yeah, they did. They got a big lesson in jumping to Colorado. I think Colorado is at that point right now where Tampa was in 2015 when they yeah. lost to the Hawks. I think that they're a really good team. Right. I think they need a goalie, to be honest with you. I think they need a starting goalie and a couple pieces, and I think Colorado couldn't win. Hey, maybe they'll surprise us and beat Tampa, but I think Tampa is just too good like the Hawks I'm gonna like put at, up, at this time. I'm going to put up my prediction, man. I'm going to say Colorado 4-2. to Really? Yeah. I think that Tampa might win the first game. Colorado wins one. Tampa wins one. Colorado wins one. Colorado wins a nail biter to take it up three to two, possibly OT. And then they close out on that last game. I don't think okay. that uh, Tampa, the Tampa has been through some wars um, in over the past couple of years and specifically yeah. this playoff series. And they don't have their number one point producer. So, well, uh, well actually, actually, Stamkos was, was I think, their top point producer this season. But I'm thinking about Braden Point being that X factor. He's close. Yeah. They're saying he might be playing game one. He's been warming Dude, up. He's this very guy, close. I think this guy is injured, man. I think this guy is injured, and he's going out there like 40% of himself. 
I honestly, do you need him? The way they're playing right now, I think well, everything's working. You know, I mean, he's of course they're gonna want him if they have access and availability for him. But I mean, right now they they beat a pretty good Ranger team. They pretty much taught him a lesson after game yeah. two. Like, yeah, hey, they did. You 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 kids aren't ready yet. Uh, and, Colorado, man, they they have. Dude, they've steamrolled their op- opposition. I mean, I think two oh, series yeah. they won four zero. Look who they played. They didn't play anybody really challenging, well, in my th- opinion. They beat the Blues what four to two. I thought the Blues were the only team that could beat them, and the Blues did lose Bennington, who was in a, another right. goalie zone. But I mean, you beat Mike Smith. Really, they were scoring goals from the freaking center ice line. That's true, but you know I what, mean, man? Mc- this McDavid- is a different animal they're going against. It's 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 a yeah. I I, I agree. You know, I knew that the McDavid show was going to stop because it just could not go on anymore. One guy cannot carry your entire team. Um, Dreisaitl was playing second fiddle there, and he had an impressive, what was it, 26 points in like 10 games? Yeah. After he, he getting was a, hurt, too. After he getting a high hurt. ankle sprain. Yeah. You know, that's impressive, man. And he kept going at it, making great passes. He I did. was so impressed with that guy, that last, their elimination game. He did everything he could, man. Yeah, he did. And, I mean, I, that's, I got a lot of my respect. And I'm not, an, I'm not an Oiler fan. I probably never will be an Oiler fan, but I'm a fan of that guy for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's great. But I'm I'm just curious. It just seems like Colorado's just completely rested, you know. Yeah, that that well, look what that did to Tampa last last series. Yeah, that but they're too old. much rest. You know, they're yeah, old. They, you're right. It's been yeah. a couple years, man. They've had some two really really long years. I think, like Peter Forsberg used to say, rest is the the best weapon in a game, best of seven series. Right. And he was an injury guy. I mean, he was one of the best. And it's it's funny that his his team's playing in the final again. I just um, I just don't think that Colorado's goaltending is... I mean, they had to be average, the, this playoffs, up to now. Now they have to be really good. Right. And it's a different animal going against Vasilevsky. But I will say this. I think... Colorado is the only team that could probably beat Tampa in this playoffs if it happens. They have the best team on paper to get it done. This is probably the best team that Tampa has played since Toronto in the first round. Yeah, and <clears throat> Toronto, they had them. They had them 3-1, and they kind of let up. And the experience of Tampa, the great coaching of Tampa, never let up. And, you know, Tampa or uh, Toronto, they blew it. They choked. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully Colorado's been watching these games, how, what they have to do. I, I think the run and gun stuff, I mean, it could work at times, but Tampa can do it too. Yeah, They're they kind of like the same team, and they have a goalie that can bail them out if yeah, they don't show true. up. That's true. Colorado does not. They have a backup goalie, and they have Kemper, who's, I think he's got some injury issues with his eyes or something. So it's going to be That's interesting, That's not good man. for a goalie. No, no, I think he took a stick to the eye or maybe even a puck that got through. There's a little bit of a a little gap for the eyes, the eye cage, and it, it, I guess it went through, and it was pretty, it was brutal to see, but, I mean, I hope he's okay, but I'm, he's nowhere near the skill level of Vasilevsky. Right. So I, I think, like, if you if you were to put the mat, the lines next to each other, there's a lot of similarities, but when it comes to goaltending, 
it's not even close. It's like 90 to 90% better to 10. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not even close. The defense, you got Kale McCarr canceling out, Victor Hedman, you got Devin Taves, Devon Taves or whatever, and Ryan McDonough, who's been good this playoffs too. So, I mean, there's, what's his name? Uh, Nathan McKinnon's been on, but keep in mind, they did lose Kadri. He's a big part of the the agitation role, the grinder role, and he's been good. I, I, I hate the guy. I can't stand him, but he's a guy that if he was on my team, I would be like, I'm glad he's on our team. You know, he's like a Brad Marchant light kind of. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with Tampa. I think the experience and the goaltending is just too too damn good. I got them probably in six. Okay. So we're pretty much just on opposite sides here. I, yeah, I, I hate Colorado, fun. but I just... Yeah, I can't root for a central team, I, 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 It's hard, man. I'm just trying to be honest. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think that, you know, I just think that Tampa just might be a little a little too worn down, you know? It, it, could, it could very well happen. I mean, look at... And New York had them. They could have yeah. put a dagger in them, and they, they let up. Yeah. And, you know, you you got to wonder, like, how many times is Tampa going to just kind of throw... <laughs> come out of left field and just steal one like that again. Yeah. I mean, they had him. They had him dead to rights, 3 nothing. Especially, and, like, you know, a potent a potent offense like the Avs. Yeah, so it, it's going to be a fun series. I think this is good for the game. You want your superstars going against each other. There, and There's a lot of superstars in this series. Um, I'm excited. The I will say the only time I rooted for the Avalanche was when Ray Bork was finishing his last year. And Sackick handed him the cup uh, right right after they won. Sackick did not even hoist it, gave it right to Ray Bork. That was a great hockey moment. I think it's one of the best hockey moments ever. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And that was the only time I rooted for the Avalanche. I just And that Peter was just... Forsberg was one of my favorite players. I still love him. I just, uh, I just I can't root for him now just because of the... I just don't... I, I, I don't know, man. It's just the Central Division yeah. kind of rivals. And I'm not... I like Nathan McKinnon, but I, he kind of rubbed me the wrong way last year with this whole, like, oh, yeah. my team's got to commit. Like, come on, man. These guys are committed. They're in the yeah. NHL. You're just crazy, you know? Yeah, I mean? he is. Uh, I, he rubbed I, me the I, wrong I, way when he was yeah. doing his little spiel about Kadri during the All-Star game thing. Oh, where he thought Kadri should be on the team and not, like, to bring Cat and other, like, last yeah, place guys. Yeah, smoking yeah. crack, man. Come on. I mean, yeah, he's just he's just talking to talk. Because... Kadri's not an all-star. He no. had a very good season, but he's not an all-star. Playing on a really De- great team. Could you imagine if McKinnon was, well, I mean, if uh, DeBrinkett was playing on Colorado? He probably would have had 65 goals this year. He easily, he very well could have, yeah. And, you know, the, we sucks that we've been seeing his name in the trade rumors. And, you know, now I like jumping over to the Hawks. They're, they're saying Kirby Doc now. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting, man. July 13th, I believe, is free agency day instead of July 1st. So. I guess everything got pushed back a week with the yeah. with the COVID shutdown. But right, so so moving on, let's talk some rumors, man. I've been hearing uh, I've been hearing from the grapevine that that uh, Kirby Doc, they're taking calls on Kirby Doc. Now, this could be one of those things where, you know, is he is he available, or are they just doing their due diligence and 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 putting a uh, putting a feeler out there what do you think matt 
Well, it sounds like everybody is up for grabs now. They said that they're taking calls on everybody. So I, I'd be okay with Kirby getting traded. I, I don't think he's going to, it's going to work out here. I, I don't lo dislike the guy. I think it, the Hawks ruined him. I know I've said this before. I, I think they threw him into the fire too early and he wasn't ready and didn't really develop. Bowman was not a good developing GM. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with Davidson's approach with, um, what's his name, Lucas Reichel. I think they're doing the right thing. And I, I thought Kirby deserved a shot like that, and he didn't get it. So I, and you don't want to see him go because you, you don't want him to go somewhere and just completely light it up with a different change of scenery. But you know what? He might need a change of scenery just for his, for his career to keep going on. Right. I, I, I personally... You know, this could be this could turn into one of the things. As soon as he leaves, he turns into a thirty goal score. That, that's know? what's scary. That's what the, you know. You know, like Tavu Teravine, and he's had a good career. You know, since he's been traded, and it just it hurts. We knew Panarin was going to have a great career. Absolutely, just, you know, and that that sucks. <laughs> Watching him, you know, on the Rangers lighting it up and being a top ten player every season. And, uh, you know, you, you don't want that to happen with, you know, Doc and Debrinkat. It sounds like Debrinkat's going to be gone. And uh, I think the two teams that I've been hearing are the, the Devils and uh, the Kings. Wow. Yeah, I'm not sure what the Kings have to offer. I know that the Devils have that second-round pick to offer. But, I, I mean, I don't know how I feel about it because Debrinkat's still young and he's, he's a goal scorer. And you you don't let a goal scorer walk for an unproven player. You have no idea. You don't even know who you're gonna grab. So it's just I, I don't think I'm ready to let go uh, to Brinkett yet. Yeah, I don't want to let go to Brinkett too. But you know, and here's something to think about: if Brinkett can get a six, I mean, get us four solid NHLers, maybe two draft picks and two prospects that all and all four of them turn out to be, you know, good players. I mean, hey man, that's a, that's a good return. Yeah, it's a good return. Haggles was a good return we got from Tampa. The two first rounders and the two NHL players. That That's are, what you we know, need. We need Boris to build Kuchuk up. And, we need to build up yeah. our team. Radish, they're solid players. Yes, but uh, but Debrinkat's proven, man. He's proven he could score. He's proven he can pass. He's he's a leader, man. I think he could. He like reminds me of a, like a Dylan Larkin. Like, hey, I'm gonna be the captain of a bad team, but in a couple years, we're gonna be good. Actually, going speaking of Dylan Larkin, I heard Stevie Y is taking calls on uh, Debrinkat too. That really? He's interested, yes, because he, he's obviously a Michigan native. Yeah, and there's that connection. I think him and Larkin played together back in the day or whatever. But dude, that would suck. But when can you did... imagine that team? That team would be solid. Who would we get? Detroit's. Uh, I'll take Mo Sider, but I, yeah. he's, <laughs> hey, he's uh, not going to come here. But. Hey, I'm just, uh, I'm just, you know, throwing a feeler out there. You know, what's it worth to you? Uh, I'll take, I'll take Tyler Bertuzzi. I'll I like take, Tyler I'll Bertuzzi. I'll take Mo. I, I, yeah, that guy's going to be a stud for many years. And uh, I'd even, you know, if I'm Davidson, I'm like, hey, I'm going to give uh, Stevie Y. Doc, uh, Doc, and Jabrinka no. for for Sider. No, I'm just going to give him the keys to the draft, and he can draft whoever he wants for us. Let him do it, because that guy picks gems. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big year for Davidson, man. He is going to be a big—it sucks that he doesn't have that first rounder, but 
you know, you, you find good players in the second, third, fourth round. Sometimes you find them in the, the last round. Yeah. You know, like uh, Henrik Zetterberg or, you know, Pavel Datsuk. Like, they used to do, the Red Wings used to just lock out. But we, we need we need some luck like that. Makes you wonder if it's if it's luck or if it's just the way they Great develop scouting. these players. Yeah. And it's great scouting. They they have really like Nick Lidstrom is I think uh, Stevie Wise like right hand man in uh, Europe. He's uh, taking care of all the. Uh, I, th- I think he's like the head of the scouts now or something. Oh okay. But the, that team man, they just know how to do it. And you know, I know they've they've been kind of a laughing stock the last couple seasons. But I know they fired their coach. But I, I'm hearing Barry Trotz is interested. I'm hearing. Uh, Bruce Cassidy is interested. There's really good coaches out there for for a team like Detroit where they're at now that can get them over that hump. So, I, and if they landed to Brinkett, oh man, that's going to be a scary team. Yeah. And you know what? I I do I don't dislike Detroit. I actually really enjoyed watching Detroit last year. I think that the Nedeljkovic was a a good pickup. I know he kind of had a it was a new new team. You know, he new system. He kind of had to learn. You know, to adjust to the new city and everything yeah. but i think he's gonna have a good bounce back here and detroit's gonna be good oh man I it hate sucks to that. say yeah. it sucks to say but i mean they're they've done it right man they had the full rebuild they yeah. kept dylan larkin and i think the hawks should do that with the brinkett but if you know like you said if they if if it gets us a lot of picks and maybe a prospect or two i i guess it's davidson's team and he's gonna put his footprint on it you know something to think about is they're not paying dylan larkin 10 million no, he's making like six, I believe, right? And, and well, the thing is, is that Debrinket is going to want ten. Nine to ten. Yeah, but he's proven, man. He proves he could score goals. I don't he know, could man. score on that one side. I know he's got Kaner passing to him, but yeah. there's some good players on that team, too. It's a lot of money, especially it if is. you're rebuilding. Well, the Red Wings aren't. I think they're they're ready to go. I think this is their year to go for it. I don't know. I think New Jersey doesn't really make sense to me. It well, it kind of does. Wow. You know, you got your Jack Hughes. You you want to you want a shooter now with them. Yeah. But they're not they're not that close. Yeah. I think the Hawks aren't too far behind them. You know, maybe like a half of season, if that, with developing guys. They they don't impress me. I'm not scared of. I'm more scared of Detroit. And even L.A. L.A. is very close. Yeah, they are. And then you have to deal with Debrinkat playing you four times and probably yeah. scoring two each game to rub it in, <laughs> which would suck. But I mean, I, it's going to be interesting, man. I I can really see Davidson trying to get that first round pick. Yeah, I, I think so too. But I heard this year's draft isn't that good. Next year's draft, I heard they got this. What's his name? Bedadar or something? He's Connor Bedard, to, I think his name is. He's supposed to be the guy like that's gonna can make the jump from juniors right to the NHL. Really, like the guy you want to start with. So right. We'll we'll see, man. So is there gonna be a lottery for him next year? Uh, or does oh, somebody sh- already have the first draft pick that year? No, no, there's a lottery every season. So yeah, even if the Hawks went 0 and 82, they they still might not get the first, you know, the first pick. It's so it's they might the they might not five. have that Oilers luck then. Which yeah, which is a joke because I think, in my opinion, the last place team should get the first round pick because you want to get them out of the basement as fast as they can. Yeah, I mean, look, otherwise you get bad luck. New Jersey's kind of been bad the last couple seasons. Uh, 
we know we all Edmonton we've seen what they've gone through and they've been getting first round picks like I feel like every season I was gonna say I think it's, it's a problem that fair. that there should yeah. be a there should be something like a stipulation that says if you've gotten three first round draft picks in a row you can't have a fourth because it, they yeah. went through who what they went through, what Taylor Hall then what was it McDavid. Ryan Ryan Nugent Hopkins yeah and then Yakupov whatever, right? yeah yeah. And yeah, then after that, fair. it was Connor McDavid. Oh, or didn't yeah. Drysaddle get drafted? Then McDavid. I'm not sure about where Drysaddle. He might have been a second rounder. Okay, I'm not sure, but it's a hell yeah, of a that, second that round pick. That ain't that ain't right with that. Even like Phoenix was bad this year. Uh, I think Phoenix got the first round pick, right? I have no idea. I forget, but I mean. It, obviously, you want Phoenix to get out of the basement, but they can't even. Get an arena to play in. They're going to be playing at a college, and they—they're not even allowed to put their logo on center ice. So it's going really? to be very interesting. Yeah. Oh man. What are they going to do? Just like Photoshop it on TV? Like they just... said, it's going to be very intimate. <laughs> oh, I think gosh. that's what the uh, the owner said. It's he's like it's going to be an intimate setting. <laughs> well, I get it. If you you can't sell it out, you know, but it's going to look crowded at least from yeah. the TV. Hopefully. Hopefully they're just giving tickets away to the students and they just turn into Yodis fans, but it just, it's that's brutal. That team needs to be pulled out of that state completely. Put them in Canada. Give them a, a chance to succeed. Yeah, no kidding. Well, hey, man, do you have any NHL news or is, uh, do you want to just leave it at that? Yeah, I think we could leave it at that. But uh, I don't know. Did you, Have you heard anything about any uh, coaching? Blackhawks interviews. I heard Barry Trotz was contacted by the Blackhawks. I, I know it's a long shot. I no. think I'm. Uh, I think I'm still on the Rick Tockett bandwagon and the uh, Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. I think that would be perfect, but you know, I don't think he's gonna want to uh, go through a rebuild. But hey, we can we can hope, or you're gonna get stuck with Derek King again and just kind of suck for the next three years, and then they're gonna let him go. <laughs> And just kind of throw them to the wolves because their Hawks are hopefully going to be a little bit better at that time. But, uh, I, yeah, man, I'm, I'm hoping just for the sake of the, the diehard fans that we get somebody we can get behind. Yeah. it's uh, It makes you wonder if, like, this is a year to even go for a coach. You know what I mean? Well, there's so many good ones available. You hate to let them slip through your hands, you know, just, yeah. I mean, you got them like available, make it look good. Like, Hey, we got some good guys in the system. We got, we got some, we're, we got a blueprint here. We'd love you to lead it. You know, we want you to be the leader. And some guys live for that. They, they like the challenge and some guys are like, nah, I'm going for a ring, you know? So we'll see, man. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I don't really want King to be the coach, but I, I can understand they're thinking like, hey, let's not spend a lot of money on a guy. Let's just let him do his thing. And like the like the Red Wings coach, though, what's his name? Jeff Blashill. Right. Yeah, do your thing for the next five years. And when we're close, we're going to can you. And when we're good, we're going to bring in a good guy. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what would happen to King. And, you know, it sucks because he's doing all the grunt work and yeah. kind of setting it up. And then somebody like just takes over and, you know next two years they win a cup again but <laughs> i i don't know man i i just king just he he kind of bores me he's kind of like the cool uncle you know at a party <laughs> hey what's up dude have a yeah. beer with him and yeah. just shoot the shit but i just don't think he's a good coach i think he's more of a buddy you know like a friend coach 
And he'd make a great assistant coach, I think, just to kind of bond with the players and, you know, do the stuff that the head coach doesn't do because he's more of the serious coach down to business guy. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I hope we land Cassidy Tockett. I, I would be very happy. I'd be excited, actually. And knowing it's a rebuild year, I still would be excited. Well, cool, man. Everybody, do us a favor. Hit subscribe if you haven't. We're very appreciative for all of our listeners. And we're going to catch you on the next one. We're going to be talking about game one of this Tampa Bay Avalanche series. We'll see who wins. Um, you know, me and Matt are really excited for this one because uh, it kind of just seems like a clash of, t- of two worlds here between these two teams. So that's all we got for you tonight. And we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here. <laughs>